Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hello and welcome to The Scraby Show. Thank you everyone for joining me here on Thursday, February 15th. Closing out the day. Very lively show that we had earlier. If you missed it, you should definitely go back and listen to it or watch it. Because there was many different arguments today. There were many different uh, differences of opinion today. There's just a lot of good stuff. So if you want to go hear Gwen and Chris, go back to YouTube or go back to 97.3 The Fan SD and you can hear that. You could also hear Joe Musgrove. Uh, we did an interview with him and Sean Lewis that you just heard. So if you want to hear those interviews, you can go to 97.3 The Fan SD for that as well or the Odyssey app. Just make sure you when you go there, you click on the Gwen and Chris section and you will find Joe Musgrove's interview right there Uh, if you want to watch on youtube you can you could search 97.3 the fan or the scraby show you could also go to facebook 97.3 the fan and then twitch 97.3 the fan as well as um x 97.3 the fan sd so we are ready to go castro's here dance here dominic's here cactus man's here dan's already here i i I was about to say twice dan but the uh the challenge, I guess, that Chris was going to lay down, the gauntlet that he was going to lay down with me, he's not here right now to defend himself. But I can tell you right now, I feel like he's a little scared. I feel like Chris said it, and he realized he did not want the smoke. He didn't want to do an Oklahoma drill against me because I would crush him. So I would really like for this to happen. I want to put on some pads. I want to start 10 yards away from the center line, and I want us to both run at each other and see who can tackle who. That would be very fun. That would be, like, actually one of my dreams. I think Chris said it not thinking I would be into it, but I'm definitely into it. I'm definitely into it. And he said he was going to pancake me, which if you don't know what pancaking in, in football is, is you just, like, it's when you take someone and you overpower them so badly that you throw, you, you like, force them onto the ground and you're kind of, like, laying on top of them because you had so much leverage. So you pancaked them. That's what it's called. Welsh Fryer is dedicated. He is here. He's all the way over there in Wales. And, <clears throat> excuse me, it was, uh, I think it's, like, 2 or 3 in the morning. So thank you. Welsh Fryer. Easy Money. EC Money is here. Maria's here. So we got a lot of good stuff going on in the chat. Again, just join us in the YouTube chat. 97.3 The Fan. Now, we got a couple things going on tonight, and we're going to get to the news of the day in just a second. But one thing that came out of Rob Manfred's press conference today is something that we talked about on this very show a few weeks ago, maybe even a month ago. And so we'll get to that in a second. People are complaining a lot about these new Nike uniforms that I told you about last night. But 
uh, we'll, we'll tell you about that as well. Rob Manfred's going to be a main figure in this show because if you didn't hear, I'm not going to put this as the news of the day or in that news of the day because it's it's going to take place in five years from now. But Rob Manfred announced that he is going to not return as commissioner after the 2029 season. And that's um, kind of weird, I got to say. I, I'm not sure why he announced it today because it kind of seems like anything he does over the next five years is a moot point. And I guess it's not as close to this, but I would say that having a guy like Rob Manfred run baseball for the next five years as a lame duck commissioner is kind of like a president who is a lame duck president. I mean, it's a lot different, obviously, because the president is running the United States of America and uh, Commissioner Rob Manfred is running Major League Baseball. But that's what he said today. He's going to be stepping down after the 2029 season. So you can look forward to that. I, I think Rob Manfred, you know, we make fun of him on the show, but I think Rob Manfred has done some good stuff. I think Rob Manfred, you know, Chris made a good point earlier he it's theo epstein that is it theo epstein yeah uh that maybe has the credit for changing the pitch clock and all that stuff but rob manfred has spearheaded some of this stuff and he is also trying to navigate through all this local sports networks and all of that stuff because that's not been i'm sure confusing to him and very stressful for him as well because he needs his teams to have a place to play and right now they don't have a place to play or watch, I guess. You don't have a place to watch, but he will be gone in 2029. Hello to C20. Hello to Jax. And Jax has an actual really good point. Uh, is the president running America, though? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. James has a, a, a comment about the... Um, James has a comment about the jerseys that we're going to talk about here in the news of the day. Those jerseys look like the ones you could have found in Kmart. And that is the sentiment. It really is. They seem cheap is what I've been reading. Uh, Anthony says there should be a new MLB rule that puts a clock on a commissioner's tenure. I, I don't disagree with that because we have 10 years in other, you know, in other places in life. So why not in this? And I, I, Unless you're good, I guess, unless you're a good commissioner, then I want you to stay for a while. C20 says, good riddance, man. Fred, thanks for your service. Take the ghost runner with you. I don't have a problem with the ghost runner. I know everybody, yeah, I know some people have problems with ghost runners, but I thought that was a pretty interesting addition to the 2020 season that caught on and stayed in baseball. But the ghost, oh, it was the pitch clock joke, I see. I see. All right, Anthony. It was instead of putting a clock on the new MLB commissioner, it was a pitch clock joke. I did not get that. That is my fault. And that just tells me I need to move on. It's time to get caught up on the latest with the news of the day. Right now on Peacock, you can tune in and watch Iowa women's basketball playing Michigan. Caitlin Clark. Going for the record today, we talked about it earlier. She had an over-under of 36.5 points in a prop bet, and she is going to pass it. I mean, she still needs to do the 36.5, but she needed only six. Uh, she needed eight points to break the record held by San Diego's own Kelsey Plum, who said it just a few years ago. 
But Caitlin Clark did have that in way more in the first quarter of her game. So she, the last time I looked when they came out of half was she had 28 points. So she is right now the biggest thing in the college basketball world. And she just continues to score. I mean, watching watching her play basketball is pretty fun, I got to say. Um, and like Chris said in, at the end of last show, it, we wouldn't be watching this basketball on Peacock if it wasn't for Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese and things that happened last year and things that have happened in the years leading up. So Caitlin Clark could go down as the one that's remembered as putting women's basketball not on the map because I know there's plenty of other people that have put women's basketball on the map. But I think maybe Caitlin Clark will be someone who's considered as the person who made women's basketball a nightly watching experience in households. So, I mean, that will be told down the road, but I could see it happening. I could totally see it happening. Um, that would be it for Caitlin Clark. I'll tell you what happens in the Iowa game, but she, she has broken the scoring record, and she now holds that all to her own. Now, Rob Manfred brought up something today in this press conference that we talked about on this very show like a month ago or something. And we were talking, and the reason it came up is because nothing was happening in free agency. And so I was complaining here on the air that I had nothing to talk about, and I would love for some free agency to happen so that I can just, you know, talk about that instead of the other stuff I was talking about that was kind of boring. Well... Here's Rob, and let me just play it. Here's Rob Manfred talking about maybe a solution to all of this. We would prefer to have a free agent signing period, you know, ideally probably in December with a deadline that drove people to make their deals, get things settled. Um, We actually made proposals to that effect um, to the MLBPA. They were not warmly received. Um, I think that, um, you know, with the system we have right now, of the tactics that's available to, to player representatives is to stretch out the negotiation in the belief that they're going to get a better deal. Um, that's part of the system right now. There's not a lot we can do about it. But um, certainly from an aspirational perspective, we'd rather have, you know, two weeks of flurried activity in December, preferably around the winter meetings where you're all there to write about it and, you know, we all get excited about the upcoming year. Um, That'll be a project in the next go-around. Well, I like it because I definitely think that baseball needs something in the offseason to keep themselves in the news. And that's what I said a few a month ago or so, and I I knew that it was going to be hard on the player's side because they don't want to limit themselves to two weeks. But... Just having nothing happen in free agency is worse, I think, for baseball. They need to create some news about themselves. I mean, I told I told everyone I would stop talking about the 49ers, but I'm making a comparison. And we're still talking about the Super Bowl four days later, and we're not talking about anything else. And so baseball, they could create their own headlines, and they could create news by forcing players into this two-week signing period in December around the winter meetings because, you know, the the uh, teams are all together, so there's trade discussions, and it could be a central place for players to go and talk to teams about free agency. And I really like this idea, and I really hope that it somehow comes to fruition. I'm really not sure that 
it's going to be received well by the players because think about it. Like I, I saw a chat on uh, YouTube earlier with a really good point. What happens after the two weeks and you don't sign? Well, that will still need to be ironed out. I don't really have any good ideas for it, but it is an issue because some not all of the free agents are going to not all of the free agents are going to sign in that two week period. So I think if you were to get the free agents involved in that two week period, we would be talking about baseball all off season long. Or at least leading up to that two-week period, throughout the two-week period, and then after the two-week period. So they create themselves three separate subjects to talk about. And I think that's definitely something that baseball needs to figure out because they need to get more in the public eye during the offseason. All right. The third news story of the day is going to be these Nike uniforms. I know it's not really an important news story, but Rob Manfred did have to answer questions about it because... A lot of the players are saying they don't really like them because they're kind of cheap and they kind of look cheap. Here's Rob Manfred at the press conference talking about it. About any new initiative, um, I think you know in baseball, any new initiative, there's going to be some negative feedback. Um, first and most important, uh, th- these are Nike jerseys. I mean, we entered this partnership with Nike because of who they are and the kinds of products that they produce. Um, Everything they've done for us so far has been absolutely 100% successful across the board. Um, The jerseys are different. They're designed to be performance wear as opposed to what has traditionally been worn, so they are going to be different. But they have been tested more extensively than any jersey in any sport. Uh, The feedback from the All-Star game last year where the jerseys were worn was uniformly positive from the players. So I think after people, you know, wear them a little bit, I think they're going to be really popular. Well, that was a great way of uh, trying to dispel any rumors that the jerseys are not very good. But if you've seen these jerseys, they're not, they're not, they don't look the greatest. The material looks weird. The material definitely, Tony and I were talking in the break, the material looks like... That I specifically mentioned the Trevor Hoffman old 1998 Padres jersey that we all got as like a first 40,000 fans into Petco Park type of thing. It feels, or it looks at least, like that material. And I think baseball players at the major league level want a uniform that looks awesome. And they want a uniform that looks like they're at the major league level. And so I don't know if... We're going to even be talking about this again. But if we don't, that's fine. If we do, that's fine too. But right now, Nike is going to have to, I guess, maybe make some alterations, maybe make some adjustments. And by the way, how do you test the jersey more than any someone in or any other sports organization? What are you doing? Just having like people slide in them or something, stretch them, all that stuff? I don't know. I don't know. It was kind of weird to me. But that is it for news of the day. Let's see what's going on in the chat. Anthony says, Nike and Fanatics just wrecking everything. Well, the big business taking over. Uh, We also have C20 says, MLB has a media contract problem for half the league. This directly affects free agency. Manfred has been asleep at the wheel. That's an interesting thought, C20, because it it does affect free agency because some of these teams don't know where their TV revenue is going to come from. And that is a lot of money for these teams. And so if they don't have that money coming in, how can they go and sign a player? 
if they don't know that they're going to be able to pay for that player. So that does make a lot of sense, and they need to figure out the local sports networks and all of that. I think it's regional networks. But it's just um, there's never a shortage of problems in Major League Baseball or any sport for that matter. I did see a chat just a little bit ago talking about one former Padre they would like to see come back to the team. So I'll tell you who that person thought should come back to the team and whether or not I think it's a good idea. So that's all next. Scraby Show on 97.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Matt Scraby back with you here in the Odyssey Palace on 97.3 The Fan. This is The Scraby Show. If you would like to watch the show and could, and get into the chat room that we have going on on YouTube, you can just go to 97.3 The Fan or search that on YouTube and you'll be able to find it. Also, if you want the link, it has uh, gone up on Twitter as well. So you can watch it on there, 97.3 The Fan SD. And we also have Twitch, 973 The Fan. We got it all. We got it all going on. We're broadcasting everywhere right now. So appreciate everybody who's listening right now. There's been a there's been a crazy chat going on about the jerseys. And I guess the jerseys um, are not very uh, liked amongst the people in the chat. And so, you know, we'll have to see. And someone made a great point. I don't know who in the chat, but they said that the only players that didn't have anything bad to say about the jerseys, the new MLB jerseys, are the players that are signed by Nike. Because I I agree with that 100%. As I 100% remember reading Nolan Arenado talking about how great the jerseys were and how much he loved them and how all of that stuff. So I'm assuming he's a Nike guy, if that is the case. All right, when we went to break, I told you that there's one former Padre that there was that was mentioned in the YouTube chat, and I wanted to talk about whether or not the Padre should bring him in. And his name? Will Myers. Will Myers has been a popular name bantied about 
uh, to us on the show and in the YouTube chat here on the Scraby Show. Now, Will Myers played for the Reds last year. He only played 37 games, and he was not uh, great. He hit 189. He hit three home runs. I believe those three home runs may have even come in one game, or at least two of those home runs. But would Will Myers be a good addition to this team? I love Will Myers. I think he's fun. I think he's hilarious. I think he did whatever the team needed him to do while he was here. I think that he was a good addition to the clubhouse. But I don't know that he's the best fit for this team. And I know that we got Jerks and Profar back. But I feel like Jerks and Profar is in a better place than Will Myers. And Will Myers is... We kind of already know what we're getting with Will Myers. And I I don't know about you. I mean, his defense is good. But his hitting at times can be really frustrating. And I've seen Will Myers strike out in big situations a lot. And, you know, that's not saying that no one else strikes out in big situations. But I'm, I I know, and I should qualify it with this too. He's going to be a bench guy. He's, He's obviously not a starter in baseball anymore. But... I, I I don't want to just bring in former Padres just to fill a spot. I want the best guys available for that spot. And so if AJ Preller is behind the scenes right now, making or at least checking in on trades, because Joe Musgrove told us earlier today that he knows that AJ Preller is always looking into making the team better. And he's always looking to, for different ways to get players in there. And, So I'm still focused on getting the best available player on the team. Eric on the chat says, Garrett Cooper. I am into Garrett Cooper. I thought he did some good things last year. I felt like he was a good teammate. I felt like he just came to San Diego, put his head down, and worked hard and tried to help them possibly get a playoff spot, and we all know they didn't. I would like Garrett Cooper to be on the team. I think he brings more to the team than Will Myers, and that's not a knock on Will Myers. It's just Will Myers is, and he would be, he doesn't have a team right now. He would be going into his 12th year in baseball, and I would say that last year kind of showed what's going on with Will Myers, and I hope that Will Myers isn't listening right now. I really hope not, because I do like you, Will Myers. I think you're hilarious, and I you've always been great in the interviews that we've done. But again, I think a best available player is what the Padres want over Will Myers. And so that could be a trade, could be another free agency signing. You know, there was a name that I I was going to bring up the other night, um, and I might bring it up now, but I was talking to Tony a little bit about it. And the name is Austin Meadows, and he's a free agent, and he plays outfield. Now, Austin Meadows has missed a lot of time in the last couple years due to anxiety. And I got to be honest, when I first saw that anxiety was the reason that he was put on the IL, I didn't think anything bad about him. But I thought, hmm, I shouldn't suggest the guy in the air that has anxiety as his IL problem. But you know what? I'm going to suggest a guy in the air because everybody, well, not everybody, but I know I have anxiety and I can still do my job. So I don't want to limit Austin Meadows because he has anxiety or at least been on the IL for anxiety. But Austin Meadows had a good year in 2021, and then he struggled with the IL for the next two years. 
And I feel like San Diego is a perfect spot for him. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to be the savior of the team by any means. I, I don't think that he's going to come in and be the savior of the team. But there is possibly still something there with Austin Meadows. So I'm 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 thinking that they're not going to bring him in. But you know what? It wouldn't be it it wouldn't hurt to kick the tires, as we say. Uh, but back to Will Myers. I would be surprised if Will Myers was a Padre on opening day. I really would. I just don't feel like it's there anymore. And as a bench piece, I think there's better pieces out there. I mean, the Padres struggled with their bench last year because, you know, they had Nelson Cruz, they had um, Matt Carpenter, and then at certain times there was, you know, guys like Taylor Colway, and then there was guys like Eggy Rosario, and there was guys like Matthew Batten. So the bench needs to become better, and I feel like signing Will, My- Will Myers will pretty much make the bench the same as last year, and I need more. I need more. Brandon619 says something on the chat that's uh, very true. Khalil Green struggled badly with anxiety. Yes, I I do remember that. And yes, anxiety is rough, but... I don't want to hold it against the guy because he actually did say something. He said, hey, I need to get some help, and I'm willing to take time off from the team to get some help. And that's just one name I brought up because I was going through um, on, I think it's Track. they have a free agent list. So I was looking through there, and I was looking at different guys that were younger and were not going to cost a lot of money and could be a good bench player. And I saw Whit Merrifield on the list, and Whit Merrifield, you know, immediately caught my eye. So I clicked, and I had no idea about this because I thought he was younger, but he's 35 years old. And I feel like baseball is telling us something by him still being available. So I believe that this outfield is going to be rounded out by a trade. A small trade, but a trade. Anthony says, Scraby knows who Khalil is. Yes, I know who Khalil is. Khalil Green, shortstop. Come on now. I went to high school here. I lived here for a lot of my life. I grew up in San Francisco, but I moved here for high school. So I uh, I definitely know who Khalil Green is. Uh, Welsh Friar says, don't judge him by his age. Judge him by his ability. You are absolutely right, Welsh Friar. It is all about judging by his ability, but I feel like the Padres did their 35-year-old veteran thing last year, and it didn't work for them, and so maybe they're going in a different direction. Last year, Whit Merrifield, he he was with the the Rays, or actually he started with, not the Rays, sorry. He started with the Royals, and then he went to Toronto in 2022, and so last year he was fully on the Blue Jays. But looking at his numbers, I maybe shouldn't have sneezed at him so quickly because he's hit, he hit 272 last year in 547 at-bats, 11 home runs, 67 RBIs. His OPS was lower, 700. His on-base is 318. So it's kind of like an average number right there. But, yeah, you know, I would – you know what? Whit Merrifield might not be a bad bad option. He stole 26 bases last year. I have completely talked myself into Whit Merrifield now. I don't think that he's going to be a, a. I don't think that he's going to be an everyday player. But those are the guys that I'm looking for. Will Myers. Will Myers' numbers last year, in the short time that he played for the Reds, were he he hit 189. Like I said, three home runs, 12 RBIs, 
His OPS was 541, no power, no slugging, no on-base percentage. And you have Whit Merrifield last year hitting 272, 11 homers, 67 RBIs, 26 stolen bases. I think that's pretty good, actually. So I can't remember who said this in the chat, but I'm into it. And I think he might be affordable, too, because he's kind of sitting on the side trying to figure out if he's ever going to play this season. And maybe he, maybe he, the, the Padres kicked the tires on him. So, you know what? I'm glad this happened. Because Whit Merrifield, originally, again, I said I was looking at the list, saw that he was 35, and I moved on. But I shouldn't have moved on. And Welsh Fryer was the one, uh, Welsh Fryer is the one who said, you know what? Don't judge him by his age. Judge him by his ability. And I think he would probably be a better addition than, uh, as a bench piece, than Will Myers at this point. The stolen bases are what really surprised me. 26 stolen bases is a ton for a 34-year-old guy, 34-year-old outfielder, infielder, outfielder. That's a lot. Padres could use some base stealing. Padres could use some pinch running. There might be something there. There might be something there. Jack says 35, not that old for a dude. Yes, it's it's older. Come on. It's definitely older. Not many guys are playing at 35 anymore. And if you are playing at 35, you are a freak show, an athletic freak show. And you are one of very few that are able to play at a high level late in the late in the um, in their life, in their career, in their age. I mean, Tony was like, one day I just got one day. I just was like, you know what? I'm done. I, I don't want to play anymore. And I understand that. Because it's got to be hard looking over your shoulder all the time for the next person up. So, we went through that. We discussed Will Myers. We discussed Whit Merrifield. I heard a conversation on Annie and Elston today about something that perked my interest. And I'm going to tell you what Craig Elston suggested for Blake Snell. And whether or not the Padres should offer this. I, I think I'm in favor. And I'll explain it to you when we get back here on The Scravy Show on 97.3 The Fan. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Final segment of the Scraby Show for Thursday. We got some funny chats I'm going to read in just a second because we're talking about 35-year-old baseball players being too old. We'll uh, read those in a second, and I will talk about what Craig Elston mentioned on Annie and Elston earlier today, but uh, I just wanted to thank everyone for the nice compliments. Everybody's being very nice today, so thank you, Jake, for calling in and giving me some uh, nice compliments about the show. Thank you to Eric on the chat for giving me a nice compliment on the show. Everybody basically is very nice, and I appreciate everybody. I really do. That's not a lie. I really do. Now, Michael... If we're going to talk about 35-year-old baseball players, Michael on the chat said that he's 35 and he is not able to, or he said, I'm 35 and I hurt myself coaching T-ball. 
seriously, I took a knee and pulled a hip, which is kind of hilarious to imagine someone going down and pulling their hip when they're just trying to take a knee. That is really, really funny. Side note, on MLB Network, they're showing that game between the Yankees and the Diamondbacks in 2001, I think it was. And Roger Clemens is at bat right now. So remember that? Remember when pitchers used to hit? I miss that. If we're going to talk about if you if we're going to talk about like rules that have changed in baseball that we don't like, like someone mentioned the ghost runner earlier, I don't really like that the pitchers don't have to hit anymore. I loved seeing pitchers hit. Maybe that's just my morbid curiosity and my just morbid nature to begin with, but I miss hit pitchers hitting. That was fun. Just seeing someone go down like in a in a heap because they swung at some junk pitch and they have no idea what they're doing at the plate. Hilarious. Hilarious, I tell you. If you want to follow me on social media, you can at Matt Scravy. You could also, again, go to 973thefansd. Also go to YouTube, 973thefan, and all that good stuff. Dominic says, laugh out loud, I'm 48 and I hurt myself just sleeping. I, um... What was it that I did the other day that I I knocked out my back? I can't remember what I did, but it was uh, something very nonchalant, and all of a sudden my back was bad for a couple days. If I remember, I'll tell you. Also got the daily gripe at the end of the show here. So here's what I wanted to bring up about what Annie and Elston were talking about earlier, what Craig Elston proposed about Blake Snell. Blake Snell still does not have a team. Blake Snell is looking for a big deal, presumably. Now, I know that, you know, Tony's been trying to get him on. So it's not like we're not attempting to get Blake Snell on the show. And I don't know that we're going to because, obviously, it's sensitive with his contract negotiations. But we're going to try to get him on the show and see maybe, you know, if we if we get him on the show, we'll ask him, what are you being, what are you asking for? He's not going to tell us, but we'll still ask it. Because if he indeed is looking for $35, $40 million a year, I understand why he's looking for that. I understand why he's looking for a ton of money. But because he's coming off a year where he was great. He was a great pitcher last year. But no one really knows if he can put that back-to-back years. And it's kind of like um, we were talking about Hassan Kim earlier. And how I asked the guys in the Big Five whether or not Hassan Kim, there's kind of rumors of a, an extension for him. And I asked them whether or not they think it would be a good idea to do an extension right now. And the collective answer from both of them was, or actually Chris, I can't remember what Chris said, to be honest. But I do know what Tony said, and that would be no, because he needs to see it two years in a row from Hassan Kim. Blake Snell's a little bit different because he has that history in the league. And Blake Snell's a little bit different because he is coming off of one of the better seasons in as a pitcher, especially with how many walks he, he gives up and then was able to shut it down after that. And so here's the here's what Craig Elston said, apparently, because Mad Friars retweeted this and then Craig Elston or Mad Friars originally tweeted this and Craig Elston quote tweeted and said, I did indeed say this. So I know that it did come from Craig Elston. But here's the tweet from Matt Friars. think it was 619 Sports that said that the Padres should offer Blake Snell a four-year, $60 million deal with an opt-out after year one and a $30 million salary for 2024. 
Probably not an option, but these big free agents have to be getting nervous. I know that Snell, when you look at that, four years, $60 million. Man, my math is not great, so I'm just going to pull up the calculator right now. And I know this is embarrassing, but I've never been shy about my math. I've never been shy that I'm terrible at math. It's just something I'm terrible at. $15 million a year. Now you're thinking, that's like the going rate right now for free agents. And it's going rate, I think Chris said about um, Lance Lynn. If you have an arm, you get paid $15 million. But having an opt-out after year one and a $30 million salary for this coming year, I think is a pretty good deal. Because A, if Blake Snell backs up his Cy Young season with another great season, then he is going to get the contract that he wants. But if Blake Snell doesn't back up his Cy Young season with another great season, then he has an option with the Padres. Because if he makes the $30 million, he deserves that. He's earned that with what he did last year. A one-year or, you know, basically a one-year deal for $30 million. But he's able to continue on with the Padres if he, you know, struggles and and doesn't uh, doesn't have a good shot in free agency. But if you give him the power of the opt-out, which is very important in these contracts, I think that's a pretty fair deal as of right now. Does Blake Snell want a longer deal with more money? Of course he does. But at this point, with spring training basically started around baseball, it's it's looking like more and more of these guys are not going to be ready for the season, especially pitchers. Blake Snell should be ready, but he needs to find a team. And he's even ranked in the MLB Network Top 100 without a team. And so the $30 million one-year opt-out, I co-sign that idea by Craig Elston. I think it's a good idea. I think it's a creative idea. I think it's a help me help you idea. And Blake Snell could maybe build in some incentives. I, I don't see why this couldn't happen. Blake Snell already loves being here. Blake Snell loves being in San Diego. So I don't see why this couldn't at least be offered. It should at least be offered. All right, I found it. I was looking through X to see where Blake Snell was ranked in the top 100, and that would be he is ranked number 30 right now. You got two Padres very close together in the list. Manny Machado is ranked the 24th best player, and Fernando Tatis Jr. is ranked the 26th best player, according to MLB Network. Which I I, I could see. Uh, I, I honestly, here are the names ahead of Manny. Manny's 24, Fernando's 26. Kyle Tucker, Jose Altuve, Marcus Simeon. I guess I could be okay with those guys being above because they're all very good. And I'm sure that the guys going I, I'm I wonder who who do we think is gonna be number one on this MLB network top one hundred list? I think Xander Bogarts is like fifty three, maybe. But who do we think is gonna be number one? Is it gonna be Mike Trout? No, it's gonna be Shohei Otani. Come on. There's not even a question about it. But number two, would it be Shohei Otani? Brandon619 makes a great point. Why would the Padres front load a contract in the year they're trying to stay under the CBT? That is a very good point. And I think there's ways to get around that because they're able to move 
Maybe though it if this did come to fruition, I, I you know I don't know how how actually feasible the idea is to bring him in for thirty million dollars for one year. And Brandon six one nine does make a great point. I've spent the last like maybe month and a half talking about how the Padres have no money. But if you're going to bring in Blake Snell on something like that, you're going to move things around. You're going to make the room that you need for him because you know you need rotation pieces, and you know that you need reliable rotation pieces. There's plenty of guys in the minor leagues that are there that can possibly pitch at one point in the majors, but you don't really know what you're getting. At least you know that you are getting a, at least that you know that you're getting someone who is proven already, which is Blake Snell. Brandon 619, not even financially possible. Like I said, it might not be financially possible, but again, they might move some pieces around because Blake Snell would be a good addition to the team. Now, do I think this is going to happen? No. But at least there was some outside-the-box thinking here. And Brandon619 did kind of poke a hole in my theory. Anthony says, so if Padres are saving so much money this year, does that mean they're tar- targeting someone big next year? 100% think that's the truth. We talked about this, I think, earlier this week or last week. And I'm going to bring up the dreaded Dodgers. But they did this last year. They got under the threshold for the CBT. And they were able to reset their clock. And so they didn't have to pay any tax last year. And then this year, they were able to spend a bunch of money because now they're under their re... They restart the three-year CBT clock. And so the first year is the easiest year. You you don't have to pay much. I think it's like 15% of your 15% is paid in the tax. Second year is like 20% or maybe it's 10, 15%. I would have to look it up real quick. But it, it's lower numbers like that. The I know I know that the third year going over the payroll tax is 50%, which is not feasible for any team. So, I do b- believe that they are trying to save up for next year. But what are they going to do about this year? Goes back to whether or not you want Will Myers in. Goes back to whether or not you want like someone like Whit Merrifield in. Those are the guys we're looking at. And I think the Padres are going to stay away from Blake Snell to begin with. And I've said that the entire time. I just wanted to present a different idea because we've been talking about the same things over and over. So at least there was an idea out there. Do I think the Padres are going to do it? No, I don't think the Padres are going to do it. But listening to Joe Musgrove today on our show, and if you missed that, you can go to 97.3thefansd.com and listen to that. You could also go to the Odyssey app and listen to the Joe Musgrove interview. But he seems like he feels pretty good about this team. I know I don't expect him to say anything otherwise, but he seems like this pitching staff he he likes. And he's now he's now the guy. He's the leader of this pitching staff. I mean, him and you, Darvish, are the leaders of this pitching staff. And Joe Musgrove feels good about the guys that that were returned in the Juan Soto trade. I just can't wait for the games to start, which is a week from today, actually. It's a week from today. The Padres are going to be starting their 2024 season with a game against the Dodgers in spring training. And it will be carried here on 97.3 The Fan, live on the air. You will hear the sounds of baseball. I love listening to baseball on the radio. Love it. And so a week from today, we'll be able to talk about some more things like what's going on on the field. So right now, I'm just talking about things that may or may not be possible, but they're still fun to talk about.
They're still fun to talk about. M. McKee 23 says Mets have a hundred million dollar CBT. Woof. Woof, woof, woof. Oh, McKee says Dodgers still have to pay, but it's $19 million. That's nothing for the Dodgers. 100% nothing for the Dodgers. That's kind of ridiculous if they're only paying $19. Uh, I did see something earlier, too, about the international signing class that the Padres have. And I I believe those guys are going to make big impacts here in the next couple of years. Because if they are saving money in the free agency, I I know that there are certain rules. And again, I'm not good at math and I'm not good at financial stuff as I just proved like maybe three minutes ago. But I think that they are maybe they have dominated the international signing market the last two years. At least they got Ethan sauce two years ago and they got uh DeVry DeVry. He is, was last year. And those were the two top players or top prospects in the international class. So not, not, you know, not bad by AJ Preller. Those are some of the guys that we're going to see down the road. Those guys, those are some of the guys that are going to make the difference down the road. We just have to wait for them. And I'm not good at waiting for things. But again, a week from today, Padres start their season in Peoria. What's annoying Scraby today? Let's find out. It's time for the Daily Gripe. I want to thank everybody in the chat today. Gave me some great things to talk about. Gave me some great opinions. Also on Twitter, thank you for that. Uh, thank you to Welsh Fryer for staying up as late as he does to listen to the Scraby Show. You are a good person, Welsh Fryer. You're a good person. All right, Daily Grab for today. Obviously something that happened to me coming into work, and it's going to be a driving one. But I cannot handle it when people like to kind of do their own thing on the road. So, for example... Getting to the freeway to come down to work, there is a two-lane road, and in the middle is a double yellow. And there's this left turn into this neighborhood that everybody stops at so that they can get into the neighborhood. There's no left turn lane. It's not like you can go and you can wait for all the cars to pass. It's actually still a part of the road. And so this person made at least 10 cars back up while they waited for all the other cars to pass. A double yellow line is our means that you can't cross it. So why are you crossing it? Why are you holding everyone back? So that's the first example. Second example, there was a, I was at a stop sign and this person needed to make a U-turn. But you know what? The U-turn was not at a place where you can do a U-turn. And so they went and they turned around and then I couldn't go because they had to back up. And I know I'm not that important. I know that I got, you know, time. But still, you're not allowed to do a U-turn there. Why are you doing a U-turn? Why are you turning left across the double yellow? I needed to get that off my chest. I needed to get off my chest. And I did. Thank you very much. By the way, worst headlight offenders? Rivian. Rivians are the worst headlight offenders out there and if you don't know what rivian is it's an electric vehicle and they're usually trucks but they have some wild amount of candle power is that what they call it candle power they have like across the front the grill they just have one big light so i was sitting at a light and a rivian came behind me and i was like aha 
The Rivian is the worst offender of the headlights. All right, that's it for the Scraby Show. Thanks for everybody joining. We will be back tomorrow on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.